I want to welcome you to River Church this morning in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, where Jesus is Lord. Hallelujah. So let's turn in our Bible this morning for our first service of 2021. Let's see where we should go. Let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 13. Oh. Well, this joke will have to wait till later. Hallelujah. I'm already on broadcast and we don't broadcast jokes. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. 2 Corinthians chapter 13. I don't really know what we're doing this morning. I can tell you honestly, but I know how to start. So we'll see where it goes. 2 Corinthians chapter 13. Now, you know here at River Church, we're not into feel-good messages, but that every message feels good. You know, even the Lord said, he who, uh, he who hates his son does not chasten his son. So we, every service, whether it's feel-good at first or feel-good later, it's always feel good. <laughs> so I'm not here. I'm not, you know, the Holy Ghost is our convictor. So it's not my job. It's mine is to preach the gospel. Your job is to preach the gospel. But in chapter 13, verse five, there's a powerful word here that says, examine yourselves. So let's point to ourselves and say, hey, you, hey, you. examine yourself. See, that's right. That's in the Bible. That's what the word says. Examine yourselves. So it means to stop your busy life, even doing good and wonderful and everything. Uh, uh, stop. Stop your life. Take a rest stop. Take a pause. Take a moment out and say, let's assess. Let's look in. Let's see what, what I've done and let's see if that was enough and see what we should do. Examine yourselves. And it goes on to say there, whether ye be in the faith, said, prove your own selves. Examine yourself. We ought to stop and examine ourselves. Every Sunday when, you, when the word's preached or every time you open the word or every time you go to prayer, you ought to, you ought to tell your little self, a little preface that says, I'm here to examine myself. Because there's a, there's a mark, there's a minimum, there's a calling on our lives. And we have to qualify for it. It doesn't matter if you're doing better than doodly-doo over next door or, you know, you're way ahead of somebody else. You have to examine yourself to see if you're in the faith. Because it may be more than required of you and than somebody else. The Word says the gifts and callings of God are without repentance. It says, um, uh, whew, where'd that go? Uh, what's that one that says that... Well, I'll think of it in a second. Praise God. Examine yourselves whether you be in the faith. So we're going to examine ourselves this morning and just see if there's a benchmark that we're making, making sure we're good. It's not condemnation. It's not mean. It's just like, but you want to see if you're on course. I listened to uh, uh, Joe Morris the other day, and he was talking about uh, when Lauren was in high school and running that marathon, that long race, and he would... Uh, drive his car up to the next thing, and she'd say, how's it, how am I doing, Daddy? And he said, you're on pace, you're on pace. And so that's what we're all looking for, is to see if we're on pace. In the world, nobody will bring accountability to you unless you blow something up at work, and they'll say, you know, we're gonna have to have a talk with you. So here's the question I'm gonna ask you, is did you fulfill your assignment in 2020 to be on course for your life assignment? In other words, did you make progress? And did you make the right kind of progress? Wouldn't it be okay to stop and just say, hey, Michael, did, were you a slug bug this last year? Or did you stay up to pace? Or did you take new ground? It'd be okay. And then if you don't know for sure, you, or you think you're going to embellish it, you'd say, Lord, you tell me whether I was on course with my assignment for 2020 to stay up with my life assignment. So we'd ask ourselves, did I touch the right places? Was I, was I at the right place this year? Did I touch the right time? Did I at the right place, at the right time? Did I have the right words when I were 
was at the right place in the right times. It's not enough to just show up and say, here I am, right place, right time. It's what you showed up with at the right place, right time. Did you have words of life at the right place at the right time? Because if you're showing up at the right place at the right time and don't have words, or if you have words and you're in the wrong place, you didn't match your assignment for 2020. Would you all, would you all give me that? Hallelujah. So uh, did you make progress this last year? The Word says we can examine ourselves. Did I make progress or did I have a 2019 repeat or did I even lose ground because everybody was mean to me? They didn't treat me right. I didn't have any money. It's like, ah, you know that's not going to work. <laughs> uh, you could ask yourself, did I connect or deepen relationships? Because there's no, there's no examining yourself that you said, I still run with the same boys or girls that I did before. And uh, I hadn't seen them in a while, and I don't hear from them much, and I didn't meet anybody new. Every day of your life, my life, we're supposed to be relational. There's, there's nothing going on in anybody's life in the kingdom that's not relational. People are the main event. Are y'all right? Are we right? People are everything. Well, I got lots of money. Well, I go on this vacation, and I, I've got a company, and they do this. Doesn't matter. It's what did you do with people? The whole kingdom is measured by what did you do with people? Not your money, not, not your uh, so-called gifts and callings. It's what did you do with people? So that, that means some people that we kicked off of our list, ah, we may have to go back and revisit that list. I've already done that this year. I, I went back and looked at my birthday list, which has quite a few, and I, I had kicked a few off last year. Ah, they didn't act nice. Uh, they didn't send me a birthday card. I'm not sending you Now, no, that's not true, but I, I had to go back and fetch some out of the, the X list. I have my regular list, and I have an X list. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the naughty and nice list. And you, you know you can't do... Everybody's not in the same orbit. You, you can't do for everybody what you do for somebody. But I'd completely kicked him out of the orbit. I'd just like, you're an asteroid. You go, you go to the backside. You go find Pluto. <laughs> I'm just being honest here. And some of them were, had been mean to me. So I just said, ah, I'll fix this. <laughs> But when I prayed about it, I put some people back on because I decided it wasn't what they did to me. It's what I did to them that counted. And uh, it didn't matter if I planted good seed. Well, the ground might bring it up. Uh, here's a question. Uh, well, first of all, we know that two is better than one. So relationships are immensely important. And I've told you the story about Someone that I did that I was on the mission field. I was in Russia and met somebody and hadn't seen them in 25 years and found their address and sent them a Christmas card and prophesied to him. Wrote something in there that said, thus saith the Lord. It wasn't thus saith the Lord, but I, I got out there and they I can tell you they sent five thousand dollars to River Church last year. You go, well, what's that worth? That's better than grandma. She didn't send a nickel. <laughs> she makes better apple pie, but uh, she didn't send anything. Hallelujah. So two is better than one. So the question now is, did you grow in grace? And that's what I'm talking about with my birthday list. Did I grow in grace? Did I go back and revisit things that says, well, the reason that they got kicked off and put on the X list is because... They ruffled your feathers or they didn't do right or they didn't, you know, they didn't, they didn't meet the criteria. Well, I had to raise the bar on me to say, let them back in. So did you grow in grace this last year? Did you get away from no condemnation? Well, we got to go back and say, there's no condemnation. I'm going to grow in grace. I did bad things, but that doesn't make me bad because I'm not measured by my performance or what I do. In the things of God. Uh, this, I'm gonna, I, I found this scripture in Hebrews chapter uh, 6. Where it talks about how people can fall away. But let's put it in the positive. Did you taste the heavenly gift? Remember that scripture? Yes. 
Are you a partaker of the Holy Ghost in 2020? Or did you just coast? You know, like, well, I'm better than these people and I'm more spiritual than those people. I'll just coast in my better thans. No, did you partake of the Holy Ghost? Did you have a little revival? Did you have a move of God in your own heart? Should have. Especially if you did anything in 19, you should have increased that. Uh, it talks about tasting the good word of God in Hebrews. Tasting the good word of God. It talks about experiencing or tasting of the worlds to come. Well, there's a little examining going on here. If you stop, because that stuff never comes up. They say, do you want a, a beef taco or a chicken taco? That's what comes up. That's, that's the decisions we're making. But it might not come up. Did you taste of the powers to come? Did you taste the good word of God? Well, Lord, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking. Well, that might be an examining that we could do. Did you think and imagine the impossible becoming possible? Deborah read that testimony this morning. Wasn't that powerful? Wasn't that powerful just saying, I... I'm, I've been here for three hours, and there's hundreds of people in front of me to get on that plane, and I shall be one of them. Did you think and imagine, you know, because God does exceeding abundantly above all we think or imagine. Did you think and imagine the impossible, saying, ah, we're going to discount all those things that says it can't be, and we're going we're to look to the one thing that says it could. So we've been talking, and we'll say this, did the supernatural become more natural in your life? Well, that's supernatural. No, it's not. That's natural. That's just what we do. We do it all the time. We're used to it. We expect it. Why, we're, we're, uh, we're becoming uh, prolific and expedient in those supernatural things. It's just the natural to us. We should have increased in 2020. And the reason is, is when the time comes, when all the things that the kingdom is demanding of the gifts and the calling of God. Oh, I know the scripture that says, uh, to whom much is given, much is required. So, you know, you can't just measure yourself against somebody else because I've been given more. So I can't measure myself against somebody else. So did the natural become natural? And then the supernatural was something like, wow, who could believe that? Because back to where I was saying, when this thing comes together and it is coming, it is, it's here, but it's, it's one of those things that it's here and it's coming. You can't just say, I'm going to take a quick course here. I'm just going to be there. We talk about it. We're always working stuff out. We're working out thinking little in small places. We're thinking about being impossible. It can't happen. We're working that out. And we're saying, I think big in small places. My money, I got plenty of money. It's here. It's everywhere. Are y'all working that out? Working out a poverty spirit where you were raised with nothing. And so that's, and still your family thinks that way. And you're going, I got to think bigger than how I was raised. See, so we're working things in and we're working things out and it can't happen just instantly. It's that's called a transplant. <laughs> you know, when you just get a new brain, get a new hard drive in your computer and it's like, ah, oh, it's brand new. We can't do that. We have to be, uh, uh, what does it say in Romans 12? Being transformed by the renewing of our mind. So it, it takes every day, doesn't it? So we got to look at 2020 and say, did I transform? Did I incrementally come up? Didn't arrive, but I took ground and stuff that was bad. I left it behind and stuff that's right and kingdom and spiritual. And, and I put that in. I at least got a taste of the things to come. The powers that be. I got a taste of the word. I got a taste. And now that's what I want in my life. Um, let's turn to Hebrews. You're you're. Right close to Hebrews, you know how we say. Hebrews chapter 12, let's look in verse 1. We're examining to see if we're in the faith. We're examining to see if we're making progress. 
Are you making progress? The kingdom likes progress. You like progress. Nobody wants to hear that your, your job say, well, we're going we're gonna to cut 10% off this year. <laughs> no, no we, we, we don't like that. We like 10% more. It says in chapter 12, verse 1, wherefore, so chapter 11 is what he's talking about, but he says, wherefore, since chapter 11, seeing we also are compassed about, surrounded about with so great a cloud of witnesses, what should we do? He said, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us. Look, look, let us run with patience the race. Say the race. Let's run with patience the race that is set before us. Let us lay aside every weight. That's things, weights are things that are lawful, but not profitable. Yeah, you need the whole fruitcake. It's lawful, but it's probably not profitable. <laughs> Ask me about how I know. <laughs> And the sin, so sin's different, that so easily besets us. And let us run, let us run. Let us get up and increase from a walk to run. Let us run, he said. Let us run the race, the race. You can't walk the race. Well, I guess there are races you could walk, but this one is implying that there's a running race that is set, that is set, that is programmed and assigned to you or me. Might not be the same, but it's certainly there. The, uh, the Amplified says, let us strip off and throw aside every encumbrance. See, so that's making progress, isn't it? And I'll tell you, sometimes you don't even see things. This, until this year, you won't even see things that were in your life last year. In other words, the Lord's not talking to you about things that we're too young or immature to deal with. So things that could be sin next year, he might never mention it this year. You go, how can that be? Well, it's, it's not degrees of sin, but you can't convict somebody of something that they have no understanding about. You can't give a six-year-old a shotgun and say, go out there and shoot daddy some birds. No, no, but someday, someday we might. So he said, uh, uh, let us run with patience. Excuse me, I got to get back to that. Throw aside every encumbrance, unnecessary weight, and that sin which so readily, deftly, and cleverly clings to and entangles us. Could I got a witness that that, that has happened before? I will read it again, which so readily, deftly and cleverly clings to us and entangles us and let us run with patient endurance and steady and active persistence. Say make progress. That's what that means. Make progress. Well, there's a lot of troubles. I you know, it's hard where I am and what I'm doing. Make progress. You may have a thousand pounds on you. But you can lift it higher this year than you did last year. The appoint here it is, and steady and active persistence, let us run with patience the appointed course of the race that is set before us. The appointed course of the race. So I hope you're not getting up every day and struggling with the new birth. Well, I hope I'm born again. I hope I'm saved. I hope, I hope I'm not going to hell. Lots of people are. But we, that's in the race, but we've already mastered that part of the race. I, I don't wonder about it. I'm a child of God. I've been refathered from above, and I'm a child of the king. Amen. Well, we're not dealing with that. We, we may be dealing with fruitcake <laughs> or whatever your encumbrance is. Hallelujah. I will tell you the fruitcake is gone, and she assured me this morning there ain't no mo. <laughs> It's not coming back. Okay. So the New Living says, let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. How many of y'all have a race that's set before you? We do. We do. You, you're not a spectator. I'm just watching everybody else race. 
That's where you used to be. That used to be the way you thought. I was a spectator. I'm watching someone sing or do or preach or, or go to South America or Albania. I'm, I'm all about it. Yay, go girl, you go. No, he set a course for you because he wouldn't send Emily to Albania and just say, everybody else gets a pass. The Young's lit, uh, literal translation says, through endurance may we run the contest that is set before us. Well, you know what a contest is. It's something you have to win at. The virtue of the word means that there's a struggle, there's a, a wrestling, and that you attempt to prevail. You, you can't just step back and say, I'm in a contest, but I'm not doing anything. No, you're not in a contest. The uh, the be basic English. Bible basic English. Oh, yay. Let us keep on running in the way that is marked out for us. Point to yourself and say, that's me. Marked out for you. Is it the same for Madison as it is for Kimberly? No. There's, there's overlap. There's things that all of us are supposed to do. Read the word, stay in the spirit, forgive. There's overlap that we all have that are common to all of us, but there's lots of things that are just peculiar to you, specific and unique to you, that nobody else either, they don't ever will have those in their life or they're just not where they can, God can talk to them about it. You know, uh, they, David Hogan, he, he's been all over the world. He says that he reads 50 chapters of the Bible every day. As in a bunch. You know, there's the biggest book in the New Testament. It's just like 28 chapters or something. Or maybe it's more than that, but it's, it's like a lot. Well, you may say, you know, God, am I failing you? Am I going to go to hell or am I displeasing you? Because I don't do what David Hogan does. Not today, probably. But it may be someday he says, I need... I, you know, like push-ups. Give me 50. <laughs> Give me 50. But not now. Is that right? Not now? Y'all would say, That's, I'm not there. I'm not there. The passion. We had to go to the passion. It says, we will be able to run life's marathon race with passion and determination. Life's marathon race with passion and determination for the path has been already marked out before us. Now, I like that. The path is clearly marked. My path. Well, Lord, I just don't know what I'm supposed to do. Open them little baby blues because the path is clearly marked before you. Well, I got saved. Well, yay. Woohoo. And that's great. Well, I got spirit-filled. You know, that's not easily said by most people. Speak in tongues and have the Holy Ghost in power. Well, what does God want? I, I got that. Well, it, it's, he gave us that to give us more. We enlarged our capacity so we can hold more from heaven. Hallelujah. So the path has been clearly marked out for us. So if I'm going to examine myself and see if I'm in the faith, I've got, to, I've got to realize, I've got to put it in my accountability department. The path has already been clearly marked. If I don't know that there be a path, I have to examine myself and say, whoops, I didn't make progress because I didn't see anything in 2020 that wasn't in 2019. It was the same old, same old. And we would examine ourselves and say, we're not in the faith. We're not in that level of faith. We should make progress. So we would say to ourselves, grow up. Grow up. Grow up. We want our kids. We don't want them to be precious little baby at three years old. 16 years later. <laughs> you grow up. You grow up. You put your britches on by yourself. So, just, just asking, because that's appropriate for this time of year. Did you fulfill your assignment, the part of the race, the marathon, the contest? Did you and I fulfill that part in 2020? Did you say, you know, I was on it. 
The Lord said this, I did that. He said, don't do that, I quit that. He said, give this, I anted up. He said, forgive those kids or those brothers or those people, forgive them. And Lord, sometimes I don't feel like it, but by faith, I've forgiven them. If you can say that, you can say, I made progress, which is a big part of our assignment each year. But just to let you know, and you know this, just because we did it in 2020 doesn't mean that we're done for 2021. Not that one, Lord, I'm done. Beam me up, Lord Jesus. No, there's more. Do y'all know there's more? You're like, I don't see any more. Well, it's, you're going to see it because it's going to be clearly marked. The path is, is very well lit. So what are we going to do? Well, I'm going to get past some hurts that happened in 2020. I can't pull them over into 21. Come over here. We're going to drag you across and we're going to meditate on you. And we're going to be, we're, we're going to renew my grievance and my hurt and my pain. We're going to drag you into 21. Don't drag that into 21. Say, I'm done with that. That was a 2020 issue, but I grew up. I ran my race. I won the contest, and you can't come into this. If you had little giving, and I, you, nobody can judge that. Only you can judge that. If you had little, reserved, safe, and, and whatever giving, you might want to say, we can't drag that over. We're going we're gonna to blow the giving department up, whatever that means. A dollar a month more or, or, you know, whatever it just means. We're going to stretch and increase in 21 because I have an assignment that I have to be finished with before the Lord Jesus comes. Y'all do know this track, if, if the Lord's coming next year, the track's not as long as it was for grandma and grandpa that had till, till they died. You, you and I don't have that track. It's like, well, I'm doing pretty good for 50 years old or 60 or whatever. Not if he's coming back when you're 62. We, we got to, what, what we say is giddy up. Because we don't have, we're the exception generation. If the Lord comes back in your lifetime and you're the, the one generation that will never die because you're raptured, you got to get done based on a compressed vision, but the Holy Ghost is pouring out more power. Not more power, but, but the time is being compressed. Miracles are coming forth. There's a move of God in the earth. It is, and it's coming. And we can't say, well, I, I'm doing just what I did 10 years ago. The kingdom's advanced. Now, Grandma may have said 10 years, nothing happened, but we can't say that. It is, it is electric. Amen? So we have to ask ourselves, did I put on the Lord Jesus in 2020? Did I put him on? Did I put him on to do what was required in 2020? Because the more you put him on, the more there is to do. There's light, there's revelation, there's access, there's opportunities to, to much, who, who much is given, much is required. So that's, that's what we're looking at this morning. He gave much did I do something with it? Did I acknowledge it? And did I run with it? Well, if you didn't, we all can examine ourselves and say, I can do better. Lord, forgive me. Lord, forgive me. And that's what you have to do. It's not like, whatever. I'll make it up this year. You can't because the course is set. Uh, so did you put on in order to be and then to do and then to have? You, you don't know what you can do until you know who you are. And you don't know what you can have until you know who you are. Do you have a million dollar dream for 2021? You go, well, I don't even have a $50,000 dream. Well, we got to giddy up. Well, who can get 50,000? Who can give 100,000? Who could do that? Well, you're going to have to go from faith to faith and glory to glory. You got to get some little stuff out in order to possess a million dollar in. Right. It, it can't just be dropping in like a quarter in the sound uh, in a phone booth, whatever those are anymore, hallelujah. <laughs> you gotta get it out where you went from, from 50 to 60, or 60 to 100. You, you can't just saddle up one day and say, I'm gonna put that on, because the framework's not there. The, the foundation can't support that. Right. 
and the first time the devil comes by and whacks you, slaps you across the jaw and says, get out of my way. Well, we'll go whining and crying and saying, well, why is God mad at me? We got to get past that, don't we? Second Timothy chapter four. Second Timothy. It's in there somewhere. There it is. Second Timothy chapter four. Let's look in verse seven. No, nope, that's not it. I promise that's not it. Well, let's look in First Timothy chapter four. <laughs> oh my, you ever had this happen? Oh, that's not it either. Is that it? Yeah, Second Timothy chapter four. Well, where am I? Oh, I'm in chapter three. Oh, thank you, Lord. There is a chapter four. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Just skip all that other part that, that looked like fun. He, he said in verse, in verse seven, I have fought a good fight. How many of y'all know the race is also a fight? Your race and a fight are the same thing. There's a contest. There's a marathon. There's, there's an increase from where you are to where you should go. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. So if Paul had a course, do you think the Lord's going to say, I gave a course to everybody? Do you think Paul got the only course to run, the only fight to fight? I don't think so. I think if he got it, gave it to Paul, we all got one. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. The word finished there means just what it says, completed, wrapped it up. Now he's at the end of his life. He's about to be offered up. He's, gonna, he's leaving the earth, and I'm not, I'm not there. Psalm 91 says, with long life, I'll satisfy you and show you my salvation. So until you're satisfied, you don't have to go. Let me just tell you right now, off the subject, God has no time for you to leave. Must not have been his time he survived that crash. It's never their time until they're satisfied. So when you get satisfied, you're on the way out. Well, that's good enough. I'm tired. I, I'm tired of fighting the world, and you're gone. Well, Nelda, she left. She, she died last week, and, and I'm ready to go. It happens all the time. But I'm not. And so I have fought a good faith. He said, I have finished my course. I haven't finished. Have you? I'm in the process of finishing my course, but I hadn't finished it. I have kept the faith. The Amplified says, I fought the good, worthy, honorable, and noble fight. I have finished the race. I have kept, firmly held that faith. The TEV, today's English version. Yeah, that's probably it. I have done my best in the race. I have run the full distance. Now, are you and I on course to run the full distance? Well, I'm going to be lived to 120. I got plenty of time. When you get to be 100, you might not think it's so cool to go 20 more. You have to put up with your kids coming over and waiting on you and putting up with stuff. You might say it's time to go. So I, I wouldn't wait till I was 100 to get back on course. It says in the living, I have fought long and hard for my Lord. And through it all, I have kept true to him. I want to say that. How about you? The message says, this is the only race worth running. I've run hard right to the finish, believing all the way, or believed all the way. The only race worth running. The only race worth running. You go, well, that's the only race. No, there's lots of other races out there that can pull you off and say, let's run this race. Lots of things that you can engage and say, I'm going to accumulate money. I'm going to get money in so that in case I go to a nursing home when I turn 75, I won't, have to, I won't have to depend on my kids or the system. That could be a race. I want to be a millionaire by 30. That could be a race. Y'all see the contest in that? I'm 28 and time's a ticking. Um, the Weast said, my race, I like a runner, have finished. My race. Let's get it back into my race. Say my race. Everybody in here has a race. 
No, no couch potatoes in the race. Everybody has a race. He said, and at present am resting at the goal. So Paul's a little different because he was leaving. But then in another place, he said, you know, I'm ready to go. But for your sake, I'm going to stay a little longer. It wasn't God had a time for him. He said, it's up to me. And it is up to you and I. In 1 Corinthians chapter 9. 1 Corinthians chapter 9. I don't have many scriptures this morning, but I'd, they're all about 40 minutes long. Hallelujah. <laughs> but now let's agree on this, that running a race or finishing a course requires focus. You think about the people running a, a, a relay or anything, playing basketball, football, whatever, whatever it is, paying your bills requires focus. If you're in a race, it requires focus. You, you can say, I'm a multitasker. Nobody's ever got their knitting needles in them while on them while they're running out around a, a course or playing basketball. We're focused. We're single-minded when we're in the race. It requires attention. If you know you're in a race and the gun goes off and you come out of the blocks, I was just thinking, I just had a little vision of me coming out of the blocks. It wasn't pretty. <laughs> <laughs> It, we don't say coming out of the blocks, easing out or <laughs> anyway, every race or contest or marathon that we set ourselves requires focus and requires attention. So if you and I knew we were in a race, we might focus more on running the race. If it's something that's just uh, uh, the countryside as you're going through uh, the just taking a long drive and you're just looking at the countryside and there's trees and there's hills and there's a store or whatever, you might not think that's a race and it's not. You're just going through that part of life and there's no contest and no attention. Well, did you see that 40 foot tree back there a mile or two? There's a million 40 foot trees back there. I wasn't paying attention. Same thing with the race. And I say it requires prioritizing. That's what he was talking about in Hebrews. And he said, there's many temptations to get you off course. But really, he says, you just got one race. And that's the race of faith. Complete my race, the race of faith. 1 Corinthians 9, verse 24. I'm going to read that to you. It says, uh, know ye not that they which run in a race run all, but one receiveth the prize. So run, so run that you may obtain. So run, run so that you may obtain. Third place is not acceptable in your race because we're not competing against anybody else. But you got to finish. Do you know what DNI means or DNF? Did not finish. Is that what it is? DNF is bad stuff. It means you pooped out. It means you quit. It means you went to the house. We don't DNF. And every man that striveth for the mastery is temperate in all things. Now they do it. They run their race to obtain a corruptible or natural crown, but we run to obtain an incorruptible. But I, the spirit man, I, me, the real me, keep my body. My body is under my spirit's control. I keep my body, which is trying to get me off track, into subjection, lest that by any means, when I preach to others, I might myself be a castaway, uh, which means backslide. And so the living says, in a race, everyone runs. I like this version. But only one person gets first prize. So run your race to win. To win the contest, you, may, you must deny yourself many things that, you, that would keep you from doing your best. An athlete goes to all this trouble just to win a blue ribbon or a silver cup. But we do it for a heavenly reward that never disappears. So I run toward the goal. I run straight to the goal with purpose in every step. Purpose in every step. Say with me, purpose in every step. So 2020 was a step. It was 360 days, 65 days long, but it was a step. It's not the whole race. 
whoo, December 31st came. I, I'm through. No, no, we reload, don't we? And uh, he said, uh, so I run straight to the goal with purpose in every step. I fight to win. I'm not just shadow boxing or playing around like an athlete. I punish my body, treating it roughly, training it to do what it should, not what it wants to do. Otherwise, I fear that after enlisting others for the race, I might, self be, my, might, be, I might myself be declared unfit in order to stand aside. So in the world, he's talking about, in the world you have, what are the two things that come into the world system? Comparison and competition. And it's from a system that's set up on there's not enough to go around. There's not enough places at the table. There's not enough places at the top. And so you better dog eat dog. Early bird gets the worm. Get all you can. Can all you get. Sit on the can. Just whatever it takes. You're being compared. You're in com uh, competition. If you don't get it, somebody will step in front of you. And that is the antithesis of the kingdom of God. We don't compete against anybody. Our place is reserved and we just run our race. We fight the good fight of faith, just the fight of faith. Don't have to fight against you or you or you don't have to have this job to have money. Don't have to have this position to have preeminence. It's already set for me. I just run my race. Might go to the mission field when everybody else says, well, you ought to stay home and get an education and find you a guy and and set some money up or whatever. He said, no, I'm, I'm going to Myanmar in Albania. Let me just tell you, I'm not on the plane with her because that's not my race. And I so appreciate her running that race. It's, I'm telling you, I've been to Russia, which is nothing. It was nothing then anyway. And Albania is plum scary. Myanmar is way out there. South America, not me. But I'll fight any devil in the United States. <laughs> Yay. So competition comparison tries to get us to enter into race. Listen, that God, that Jesus has already won for us. But he'll say, come on, get in this race. You got you to go for promotion at work. And you got you to gotta get a bigger house over here. And you got to have a, a, a show enough uh, boss lawnmower when the neighbor comes out. You, you got to be riding that new thing. And it entices us to run a race that we're not called to run. It's not where we're designed to be or to succeed or prosper. So we've got to stay out of that race. We should pay our mortgage every month. We should pay cash or whatever for groceries. You ought to not, no shoplifting. We ought to put them in the basket and go through the little line and have them check them out and all that sort of stuff. I read this from Mike Murdoch. He said, your assignment is not your decision, it's your discovery. So my assignment, like, what is it, Lord? I'm, I, I, I think I'll do this. I, I talked to someone the other day uh, about somebody that just, uh, now I remember who it was. But anyway, they just said, uh, he, he's a young man, and his parents want him to go here or go there to do this or do that. But it's not what he wants to do. He's got to discover his assignment. And you and I have to discover. You ever been in a church where uh, somebody just admired the singer? The singer got up there and just da-da-da-da and just hit every note. And it was so moving. And they said, I want to be that. And they didn't have a voice any better than me. That's scary. I mean, that's just plum. And yet that's all they wanted to do is be up and get the accolades. It's not their assignment. It's not their race. So we asked last week, what could you do? What could you have? What could you be if you were never afraid? Never afraid. Never afraid. Now, I'm not afraid to go in Albania. But I can tell you, I have no experience in that context. I would have to put on and work out some things to go to Albania. Because not everybody comes back. Now, Emily will, but not everybody comes back from going to Albania, I understand. So what we're going to do is uh, 
I double dog, or maybe even like the movie said, I triple dog dare you to find the line that you and I are unwilling to step over and step over it in 2021. Whatever the line is, and I can just tell you, I could go to Albania. I just don't want to. It's not my assignment. That's what I'm saying right now. But we, I triple dog dare you to find the line that's out there in front of you that says, I don't have faith to go past that. I don't want to believe God for the money. I don't want to believe God for the strength. I don't want to believe God for the, the what it's going to take to submit to people to put me over there. I just there's a line and I just discovered it. You ought to find out what that line is. If you hadn't seen that line in a while, then you're not growing. You're not succeeding. You're not in your assignment because the assignment is always a line that you say, we're going to whoop that line. We're going to, we're crossing that line this year. Putting people back on your birthday list. Amen. So 2021, I just, I'll say these real quick, is a year of boldness. It's a year of boldness. Boldness towards everything in your life. It's boldness towards God. I'd say that we need to live a resurrection lifestyle. Nothing is too difficult for me. You know, we always sing, Nothing, nothing's too difficult for God. Well, that's a slam dunk. That's easy to say. He's God. But what about you? Is nothing too difficult for you? Now, that's a faith statement. God can do anything. Let's sing the song. Well, sure, that is, that's nothing. Even the demons believe and tremble. <sighs> Number two, you ought to have boldness towards your money. Like you are under my, you are a servant money. I control you. You have nothing to say to me. I say everything to you. I, I can tell you, I'm going to administrate finances in 2021 better than I did in 2020. Can you say that? Can you say I'm going to do it? I'm going to administrate. I'm not checking with my flesh to see if this is where that money goes. I'm checking with the kingdom. I'll tell you, you'll find out that God will give you more. He'll say yes to you more if you check in with him about everything. He'll say, let's buy that. Let's get that. Let's do that. Well, Lord, I didn't ask because I thought you'd say no. He likes you better than you do. He does. He wants you to be driving it and living in it, and he wants that. You don't have to be afraid of him. Number three, boldness towards marriage where we are identifying with a holy union versus, step, versus roommates. That was real good. Every, all, all, everybody said amen to that. Oh, yeah, they're all over that one. Number five, uh, number four, boldness in child raising, where we are taking stewardship over our children versus a possession. I'm controlling you. and I'm, No, we're, we're, we're stewards. I'm raising my kid for the Lord. Right. I, I take, and as soon as they leave, I take my hands off of him or her. Number five, boldness in business and work. Can we do that? Sure we can. Because we realize that our supply, listen, your supply, my supply, whether you work for a wage or you have a business, money does not come from work. Money comes from giving. Hallelujah. Work gives a seed. Seed gives us life. And it'll never be different than that. Number six, bold in ministry, where we in 2021, we identify with the power of God. Oh, yeah, we got a big thing coming up. Oh, this looks tough. I'm identifying with the power of God versus, boy, that looks hard. And I don't know. And what do you think? Ah, it's in our assignment. We got this. Number seven, bold in encouragement where you and I just say, I see somebody, I'm going to go encourage them. I'm going to go encourage them. I'm going to go be bold with them. I'm, I'm, I'm going to fix their challenging times by telling them the truth. I put down three words that we got from 2020, and they are for 2021. The first one is stalwart. The word stalwart means uncompromising. It means steadfast. I'm stalwart, are you? I'm uncompromising. I'm steadfast. The next word we looked at was for 2021 is fierce. 
The word fierce has a lot of negative things in it, but the big word in it is it means intense. It means passionate. I'm fierce. Are you fierce? I am fierce. I am fierce. I do no, you can't shake me off. The last word we had was resilient. And you know what that word means. It means something that returns to its original form after being stretched or bent. Returns to its original position. And the two words that uh, I looked at were rebounding and buoyant. You know, something that's buoyant always comes back up to the top. As soon as, soon as you loose its grip, it's up at the top. So we are stalwart, we are fierce, and we are resilient, which means we're fearless. We're just fearless. So I'm, con I'm qualifying, I hope you are, I'm qualifying for every day, every day in 2021, I'm qualifying for my stewardship, I'm qualifying in my race. You know, if there's just five spots to run in a race and six boys want to run, one of them's not going to make it. Same thing with the Alabama football team. They got five-star recruits. And they said, I'm coming from Texas, California, wherever, and I'm going to be a Bama boy. Well, after place one, two, and three gets tired or quits, then you can be number three. Stiff competition. Well, I'm qualifying. Mac Jones had to qualify against Doodledoo from Texas. He had to qualify even though he was the man, had waited, had, had said, I'll wait and I'll stay and I won't go. He still had to qualify. He, ha he had to do this and do, he had to do all that stuff better than everybody else. Well, we have to qualify, not against somebody else, but for the assignment that's on your life, the assignment that's on my life. Say it with me. The assignment that's on my life. Again, the assignment that is on my life. One more. The assignment that is on my life. I'm running my race. I'm finishing my course. I'm fighting the good fight of faith. It's a good fight because we win. Amen. Amen. So in Jesus' name. We put on the victory. We just put on the victory. Just put it on. It looks terrible out there. That was such a powerful testimony this morning. About $300. And it took 298 of it. Oh. <laughs> it's like, oh, I waited and God came through and sent me 3000 I only needed 300 Now you had $2 left over. Got to do it again. That's right. So I bless you in Jesus' name. I say your 2021 is going to be a bright star compared to every year you've had. You will so be glad that you got past all those other years just so you could, you could live and shine in 2021. You are the starting quarterback. You are the, you are the, you're, you're the one. We are the ones that God has chosen because we chose him. Because we chose him, we chose. Therefore, he could choose. So I declare you empowered, strong in the Lord, the power of his might. He gives power to the weak and increases them that have no might. In Jesus' name, be increased this morning for this whole year. Not quitting in July, not quitting in November. We go the whole year with the strength for a whole year. And we finish strong. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. amen.